Good morning. I'll give a little introduction, although most of you know Father Timothy Pavlatos because he was a priest here for almost a decade. It has been four years, and there are a lot of new faces in our parish. So I wanted to introduce Father Timothy, who gave the marriage retreat over the weekend and is a very beloved priest of our parish. Thank you, Father Matt. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning. It is different as I look out, uh, just as I was looking out during the marriage retreat, half of you are very familiar and the other half aren't. Um, it's a pleasure to be with you uh, this weekend and to share some thoughts and words with you. As Deacon was reading the gospel reading, there's this phrase, um, if you, if you lose your life, you'll save it. And, and that's, that's an interesting phrase. It, it reminded me of, uh, of another uh, saying that I once heard. If you die before you die, when you die, you won't die. <laughs> that is theologically correct. <laughs> And so when we, we, look, we look at this passage, uh, there are many things in there that we could just pull out and, and really speak uh, quite a bit about. I just wanted to sort of bring your attention to that. The words that really jumped out at me in this passage were the words, for whoever is ashamed of me and of my words. And I thought about that, and the first thing that comes to my mind and background and study and uh, what I've done, uh, not just as a priest, but as a therapist, as a parent, um, the first thing that jumped out was the word shame. And when we think of the word shame, or when we hear the word shame, we would typically uh, associate that with, you know, painful feelings or painful experiences of believing that we're flawed and unworthy of love, un unworthy of belonging, maybe unworthy even of forgiveness when it comes to our relationship with God, unworthy of connection. And so shame as a word doesn't really have anything positive about it. It doesn't feel good when we uh, feel shame or when uh, someone shames us. And it certainly is not right to shame another person because we know what that experience is like. But being willing to bear shame is another thing entirely. Now we look at it more from a perspective of faith and a perspective of relationship with God. We look at it in light of what our Lord was willing to, to undergo. And if you remember in the book of Hebrews in chapter 12, it says, looking only at Jesus, the originator and perfecter of the faith, joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame the joy set before him he endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God in this, in this context despising the shame is equivalent to being willing to bear the shame voluntarily for us to bear our shame in this way voluntarily really is to acknowledge our brokenness without hiding it, without pretense, in order that we can unite ourselves with Christ. 
we are to come to him as we are, not to present a false self to him because we feel like we have a better chance at being accepted. Oftentimes, this is how we interact with one another in our, in our own lives. We don't want people to really know who we are, and so we only reveal so much. And the things about us that we are ashamed of, we hide. And this can impact our relationship with God, especially when we come to him in the sacrament of confession. shame requires us to be vulnerable, to have courage, and also to trust. And since we've all experienced shame and its most painful effects, our first response is to hide. It's to be like Adam in the garden after he had sinned. If you recall in the book of Genesis, Adam said to God, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. But notice that Adam his shame was not over what he had done. We would think that he was ashamed because he ate of the fruit that he was told not to, but he didn't say that. He didn't say, I heard your voice and I was ashamed because I broke your commandments. He said, I was afraid because I was naked. For this reason, I hid myself. Adam saw himself as no longer clothed in divine grace. And this is the shame that he felt. He hid himself because of how he saw himself, who he was, void of God's grace. It was not about a deed that he had done. That would have been guilt. It was about his identity, the way he perceived himself at that moment. And that became the barrier for him to approach God. He did the opposite. In the same way, when we sin, we feel our nakedness. We're no longer clothed with God's grace. And the devil's deception in all of that is that I am now unlovable. It's who I am. This is my shame. So I avoid and I distance myself. I hide. I can't be my authentic self. I have to present. After all, I would reason in my own mind, why would God want to see me? Who would want to see me? How can I even allow myself to be seen by him? Because this is who I am, and I am rejecting myself now, so how could I expect anybody else to accept me? Seeing myself in this way, I find it difficult to approach God, so I avoid confession. I can't be seen in this way. I find myself both unable and unwilling to bear my shame. Because my experience with shame in this life and the relationships that I've had throughout my life, my experience is that I am unlovable, I'm flawed. I can't connect, there won't be forgiveness. So I've come to the point where my perception of myself has become distorted, even though who I am has not changed. I'm still created in the image of God, and I still bear the mark of the Holy Spirit. I'm still his child. Yet I find it difficult to return to my Lord. St. Paul spoke about this in his letter to the Romans when he was talking about the very thing that he knows he needs and wants to do and desires to do. He doesn't do those things. And the things that he does are the things he doesn't want to do. 
this is this conflict within him, and he identified it as sin within him. But then, as he said, wretched man that I am, who will save me? Who can help me in this state that I'm in? And then he gave glory to Christ because he knew only Christ could save him. Only Christ could understand him and accept him where he was in his state of being, in his struggle. We, on the other hand, will turn away from Christ. But we have to take this message of St. Paul statements about who we are, we cannot allow that to overcome us as people. We have to say, wretched man that I am, who will save me? Glory to God, because he will save me. And he asks me to come to him, no matter what my condition, without excuse, without pretense. I just have to come before him and lay myself before him. And Christ, in his goodness and his love, accepts me in that repentance. So I pray and I ask God to help me to see myself as he sees me. As I said yesterday, not as I have come to see myself, but as he sees me. Through all of the relational, painful experiences that I've had in the past, which created this sort of dis distorted lens through which I now see myself and who I am. It's false. It's, it's distorted. I want to be able to see myself as Christ sees me in my nakedness. And so it is my prayer to ask God to help me to see myself as he sees me. The strength to bear shame is a gift from God, which I ask from him so that I may approach him once again in order to receive his loving kindness, in order to receive his mercy and his love, like the, the father of the prodigal son. In my experience, however, when I have had shame, when I've done something wrong, and I see that as a reflection of who I am, in the relationships that I've had, as I approached, I wasn't accepted. I was demeaned, or maybe I was criticized, or I was judged, or I was uh, responded to in a way that did not create in me the sense of relief. Like, even though I've, I've lived this way or done these things, that when I came to this person, I was completely embraced in love. So with that experience and those sort of experiences that we have of a life, it's no wonder that we have a hard time just being who we truly are before Christ. But our Lord was not ashamed to bear the shame of the cross. So neither should I be ashamed to bear my shame for him knowing that in so doing, he will recognize himself in me, just as he recognized himself in Zacchaeus, a grown man who climbed up into a sycamore tree and was willing to bear the shame of the laughter and the ridicule of the people who were around him watching him. Because his, his desire to see Christ was greater, and it, and it created in him a fearlessness and a sense of courage that no matter what it meant, what, what it would create in a response of people around him, it was worth it.